0: Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. Today it is the OG crew. We are back. Hotshot and I are here. How's it going, Hotshot? It's going alright.
1: all right. Finally, a topic I'm actually happy to talk about with you instead of something you just throw at me. Today, we'll be discussing Death I'm Note. Hotshot has <laughs> taken many spells, and he's uh,
0: under the influence of spells, and he will be discussing his least favorite anime. Least favorite? What are
1: you talking about? I love Death Note.
0: <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, today, we'll be doing a topic that's been long awaited by the listeners. No game, no life is the topic we're not talking about death note that'll be for another episode one day maybe probably not and i'm here with hot Hotshot. so let's get into this right from the get go right from the jump Hotshot, how did you find out about no game no life and since it's been a while since we've been talking about it what year did you start listening into
1: i think uh okay so i know it's been like a couple years i think like 2019 ish at this point um mm, that i okay. that i saw it And I think you're actually the one who recommended it to me because it's a world about gaming, like not just video gaming, but like poker games, dark games, like basically the rules. And you play, play the games and everything. basically just games in general. And yes, and rules like that are such a like strike such a chord with me that I was immediately drawn to it. The style, I will fully admit, took me a minute to get used to just because the colors were so fucking vibrant. If you watch this, do not watch it with all of your lights off because good God, your eyes will burn this this basically don't don't watch it how I started to watch it definitely this universe is so cool and I
0: love the way it gets introduced right from the beginning we see that Shiro and Sora are experts and that basically right away when they get put into this universe that they can run it that they can do big damage to it and when they're falling into the sky after being absorbed into the universe rules get explained to them these pledges basically um the ten covenants and I kind of thought about it. Right from the get-go, there's one rule called, it's the eighth one, being caught cheating during a game is grounds for an instant loss. And I feel like that's one of the most important rules because they basically go the entire series by cheating from game to game to game to game. They they never really get caught, and I'm very impressed by that.
1: Because that's the rule. Don't get caught cheating. You can cheat, just don't get caught. Right, right. But the the, the, the rule is being caught cheating during a game well, is an, an instant, instant loss. loss. Yeah, which is a very fine line to walk. Like Exactly. Like cheating to give you like any kind of upper hand, especially if you don't know the kind of risk or the kind of skill that your opponent has. But So you'll take any upper hand you can get. But if they point it out or if they're smart enough to notice it, then you're done anyway. But right. on, but honestly, if you're going up against an enemy that you know is gonna win, you may as well try to cheat because then at least you're giving yourself a, a bit of a bump and a chance to win instead of like, well, I'm immediately gonna lose.
0: What were your thoughts on Sora and Shiro maneuvering throughout the world and maneuvering throughout the
1: rules? I kind right. I kind of loved it because when we first in, when we first get introduced to them, they're an unbeatable team called Blank. And when they get sucked into this world, they're like, this is a world run by games. And we're gamers. Oh, we're going to destroy this place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and they just took everything they had to their complete advantage. Because if you remember in the very opening, they were a team. Like, there were four people on a team called Blank, but there was just two players. They were playing two characters each on an MMO, which an MMO in general is... I can't play an MMO. It's freaking impossible. <laughs> so for the fact of for them to be smart enough to run two of those at the same time, it, insane to me. And it kind of makes total sense why they were able to Turn this entire world on its head.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would like to know also, how would you classify Shiro and Sora individually? Because we did a podcast on anime geniuses, and I remember you selecting them as a duo, you know, as greatest anime geniuses. Where would you rank them if you, out of all the geniuses you've seen, are they top 10? Are they they top 20? Like, just their intellect, and the way... They maneuver in that universe. The thing is, though, they're gamers and they find and, and they land in the perfect circumstances, right? In, in the game and in, in a world where everything is run by games, so it's kind of perfect for them. But I wonder how they would do in a different setting, you know? How would uh, how would Sora do in a death note setting if he had a death note or stuff like that? You know what I mean? How do you
1: rank just their, their geniusness throughout all of the moves and strategies that they developed so to me they would probably easily be in the top 10 if not the top five but if you put both of them in the top five yeah but if i'm ranking them individually i might put shiro like a point or two lower than sora just because Mm. like the entire show sora is really the main character like all the games that are played are basically him we see shiro shine at times but most of the plans that come together come from sora like, Shiro has her moments here and there, but Sora is the one who takes the front line. He's the one who comes up with the strategies, tells everybody what to do. And mm-hmm. Shiro, brilliant on her own. I just can't put her as high as Sora because we don't see it as often as we see it with him.
0: Right. I know. Definitely. Definitely. I just personally love their teamwork. That's one thing about them. That that, that's kind of so well.
1: Yeah, that's another reason why it's hard to say like one is smarter than the other because they're their best when they're together. They're formidable when alone, like Shiro going against I think it was uh, Jibreel in a game of chess when Sora was missing. But when they're together, that's when they are basically untouchable.
0: Yeah, yeah, but actually going back to the when when Sora was missing, that was one of the coolest episodes for me because it was the only time I really feel like we saw them work individually, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a different perspective. So what were your thoughts on that episode in general and that entire complication?
1: It was a little weird. um, Basically, like, not in a bad way. It was just weird to see them separated and the fact that, like, Shiro, you are the queen of Elkia and there was no Sora. There never was a Sora. Was just the, like, the whole mystery aspect, like, that threw in a whole new thing of just Shiro solving the mystery, which really it just turned into solving the mystery like it was puzzle pieces and putting them together and finding out what happened. So it was just different seeing Shiro operate entirely alone because we haven't seen her do that. And, like, even the very first episode, when Shiro and Sora were in separate rooms, like, Sora was alone with Steph, and Shiro was outside on the other side of the door, they both just crumbled. Like, they could not stand to be away from each other, even through a door. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 absolutely, they really had, uh, that's their weakness, yeah. you know what I mean?
1: Their, their weakness is not being around each other, which... Using that, uh, using that as an episode plot point, and having Shiro be the one to bring uh, Sora back instead of vice versa, I think really worked in in the long run. That's that's right. kind of what makes it such a unique uh, character or. What made that episode so unique to take from? Because it's not really something you'd expect.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely. The different arcs that they grow, go through, like all the different battles, all the different games, and how it grow as characters. How did you feel about that? Uh, do you think it was uh, done well? Like, was the story well written? Or was it lacking at some point? So what are your thoughts on that?
1: The, when it comes to the actual story, like the actual world, like I know Steph wants to unite all of Elkia again, and she's using Sora and, and using Sora and stuff to or Sora and Shiro to do that that they're all trying to unite the country once again like it was instead of like being separated and warred and divided. I was able to understand most of it, but just when it came to like the like the overall aspect of the world and everything combined with all the rules of gaming and everything, my mind was just kind of fizzling out at times, I won't lie. Um like we just we just watched a recap before recording this and I got the basic gist of it, but I would in order to understand the show entirely like to that aspect. I'd have to rewatch the show itself like four more times it is very convoluted i feel like it gets
0: as convoluted if not more convoluted than the later attack on titan seasons that you didn't watch right yeah and what surprised me about this is that you really enjoyed it right but it really is a complex story and you described it as your type of death note yeah so i want to i want to get more into that because i love death note for its complications and the way it makes my brain work but you were kind of saying that it's not the best right that's kind of the way i was interpreting the way you were saying it gets my brain was fizzling out and everything so what did you enjoy about it exactly considering that it's
1: very complex okay so it'll so this will uh, run into a little bit of explanation on deaf note too um yeah Defnote note runs as a kind of a film noir like a whodunit even though we're following the one who done it. Uh, yeah. just avoiding capture. And Absolutely. typically I love film noir, stuff like that, like the detective going against the criminal, stuff like that. Um, just when it came to Death Note, it just kept everything in the solid universe of like everything was too realism, like with the aspect of uh, Shinigami and a Death Note killing people. Right, right aside, yes. aside from that, it was all like real, like real world, like real jobs, real people, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. okay, here... Here we're in a fantasy world where elves and dragons are real and games and mystical powers and like wings and flying and magic and stuff like that. Like the world and environment itself really sucked me in. I did like how convoluted it gets because you do have to pay attention to certain games and certain strategies and certain opponents. Like, basically, it was, like, Light versus L, but multiple times because there were multiple different enemies that Sora had to go up against instead of it just being those two. I feel like it's the realism to to narrow it it down. It really is. Like, I don't like things too real. If I want something real, I'll go in the real world. (laughs) Right, 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 right. I go in the entertainment industry stuff to... Get away from the real world. I don't want to be reminded of it. It's mm, like, but mm. but the Death Note and Shinigami, thats not real. Yeah, I know that's one aspect. But then the rest of it is—I need a right. little bit more simulation than that. Hotshot, what was your favorite game God. out of all of them? Um. Okay, the one that's st- okay. So my favorite one, and we'll we'll talk more about this in a in a little bit. My favorite one was the finale when they were in the uh, really? VR game. Because it reminded me of a lot of a game I had and I even pointed out to Kyo. Um, but I'll I'll get into that in a minute. When you said what is your favorite game, the first one that came to mind was Zora's giant chess game. That wasn't really a chess game. It was more about the morale of your kingdom and soldiers. And he was able to like basically act like a real king and overthrow a kingdom.
0: Yes. You remember? I, uh, that? Okay. You- yeah, if you don't mind, I have a, I have a wiki blurb I just want to get through because it's called Living Chess and I love it. I love it. It's my favorite game um, and I just kind of want to get like really nerdy about it. Chess pieces are able to have their own will and be life-sized. From this, they are able to betray their own side and convert to the other and are swayed by things such as Shiro's cuteness. They have real wills and won't willingly sacrifice themselves for their players. Unlike regular chess, there can be a chance where there are no turns. It's simply just a war game and a matter of advancing onto the enemy. But from what I recall, it started out as a regular chess game, but real quick, it switched up, which was so cool to me.
1: It started as a regular chess game until I think Sora was close to taking a piece from the other side. And his yeah. piece didn't do anything. And they're like, what the hell is going on? And then they soon realized, oh... This isn't they they're alive. <laughs> the, these people are actually considering things. And yes. then Sora, like eventually working up the morale, even to the point where turning, uh, turning his enemies pieces against her and just swarming her king and getting him assassinated and ki- and yep. queen. Uh, exactly. To exactly. Join his side. Yeah. And ju- again, just like that kind of spin on things. Like if it was just a giant game of chess, I'd be like, that's wizard's chess. I'm like, that's fine. I like it. I like wizard's chess. And <laughs> You're a wizard, soda. <laughs> but just that unique spin where these pieces actually listen to their ruler and everything. Like right. it's an actual like you are the king. They are the king of their kingdom to conquer. Like it's not a game of chess anymore. It's war. And I just kind of love that spin on it.
0: I love the spin on it, too. I think it was so well put together. And just looking at the wiki here, uh, warning, there will be very, very slight spoilers. Nothing big about anything. It's not the only type of chess. That's all I'm going to say. There are other types of chess throughout uh, beyond the season that we are talking about here, um, which is very cool to me. Like including basic chess where it's actually chess. But more than just that. But anyways, I think we get to the point.
1: (laughs) I want to talk about some uh, some characters in general. Like, yes, we've talked about the rules of the world. We talked about the uh, the games and everything, but we haven't talked about anyone other than uh, Shiro and Sora, really. Um, What are your thoughts on Steph being the ruler of Elkia, even though she's never won a game in her life? Like, I know it was a role that was passed down to her generation-wise. Exactly. But you'd think the ruler of the land of games would be, like, an undefeated champion.
0: Yeah, she was, like, the granddaughter of the former king or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She... How can I say? You could tell that her heart's in the right place. Yeah. And... Whenever I saw her try to win, I just knew it wasn't gonna work out. She's very emotional and expressive, which is cool. I I like characters like that who are just not like one-noted, you know? Uh, She isn't a Darth Vader, basically. Um, And she has a good heart. She has a good heart. I see her as a very sociable player that completed the... Tri- uh, uh, some sort of trio with blank you know because she is the first character that kind of joins the gang i really appreciated that from her but other than that i don't feel like she had much of an impact other than obviously at the end where she has the final blast but she was kind of controlled and put in the right place to do that yeah. so she Which did impact I mean, the series a bit
1: but which i know. mean like it, the only win yeah. really she got in a game wasn't really her getting it it was still blank getting it but at the same time, I still love that she was the one to get the final shot. And she did one like the biggest game that did matter the most kind of thing. Right. But um, I something that I do love about her, she handles like all the political stuff about the nation. Like she cares about the people, the world how things are run, like the government kind of side of things. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Blank are the ones who take care of the games and, like, take care of the deals and, and things like that. She cares about the people, but they hold right. the
0: power. They, they do hold the power. A- 100% they hold the power.
1: So, I mean, like, it it kind of comes, like, in a uh, a heads and tails of coin. Like, you need the power to rule, which is what Blank has, but you also need the know-how and the political skills, and that's what Staff has. So I think as a yes. team... like perfect ruler uh, perfect ruler system but Steph on her own she would have been defroned in like a week if blank hadn't shown up
0: the reason why mostly is because she's very very trusting
1: yeah which in a game in a world of games where one of the rules is don't get caught cheating is kind of you know
0: (laughs) yeah if the
1: rule was just do not cheat then I honestly think she'd be fine. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Let's get into uh, Tet. What did you think about Tet? Tet, so I don't really have, like, strong feelings about Tet just because I know he's basically the god of the world, and he's the one who brought Shiro and Sora in here in the first place, but our time with him is so short. Very short. They're, like, they're brought in, and he's just like, hey, you want to be in a a world where games rule all? Yeah? Okay, bye. And then he just kicks him down. And then just talks to him again at the end, and it's just like, okay, thanks, but but why? (laughs) And and I and I I know and I know it's like a manga, it's probably a manga continuation or something that I just don't know because of the because all I did was watch the anime, and he's probably a much more entertaining, character interesting character in there, but unfortunately, I don't have much to go off of, so he's still just kind of hard to read. I do find him entertaining because he is just like, yeah, I rule your lives. They're mine now.
0: <laughs> 100%. Exactly. Exactly. I just want to hit on another point you brought up. You said like you just watched the anime and that's it. Obviously, yeah. there's a movie after this. Yeah. Right. And I know we what talk- are you expecting? for? What are you Sorry. expecting for the movie? Like, what are your thoughts going into
1: it? Uh as you will watch it later on. Okay, thank you for addressing that. <laughs> I was like, I know course, we discussed it. Um honestly I don't know because I've been told a few different things. Like I've been told mm-hmm. this doesn't have anything to do with blank. It's a it's an entirely different team and the world has gotten yep. even darker or like in yep. even more plate of desperation. So I really yep. don't know, to be honest with you. Like, are is everyone just cheating and it's just openly okay now? Or <laughs> Is it Mad Max rules where it's like, there's not even a game. They just rob people. <laughs> so I, I, it's still just hard for me to get a read on it because the, that's the only thing I've heard. I know it's been out for a good while and I just haven't watched it. Welcome to my life. That's what I do. I don't watch things. Yeah. It
0: came out. In tw- it was announced in 2016.
1: Yeah. Wow. And it came and it out came like in 2017. Yeah. And it's been on Netflix for like three years. And I still haven't watched it. Yeah, for over three
0: years. I remember I watched No Game No Life in 2016. That was the year I found out about it. I forget how it came across my radar, but it was right around the time I found out about Terran Resonance. And I was watching a Future Diary as well. And this one just blipped on the map and it was a short 12 episode thing. I binged it pretty quickly. And then oh. I remember just seeing an announcement of this. Just on my Twitter feed, and I was like, "Okay, cool, very cool."
1: Okay, sorry. That O was actually you're not the one who got me into No Game No Life. Kyo is because he what? tried. No, I got you into Go. Going- no, he, I got no. you into good- no, no. No, no, no. Listen Yo. to me.
0: No, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Okay. He, uh yeah. um, so he watched an episode or two to give it a shot, and he's like, "Dude, you would flip over this." And about like six months later, I finally decided to watch an episode, <laughs> and then yeah. about three nights later, I would finished the show. <laughs>
0: It oh, was, you bitch. it was another as well. One
1: of those, yeah. It was another one of those shows where once I got it started, I couldn't stop until it was done. Right, right, right. right. What was the
0: most enticing part of it for you?
1: Uh, shit. Honestly, it was the fact that the world was run by games, and it was just yeah. the sheer variety of the games. So, like from chess to video games to card games to dice games to dart games. Like basically, if you could end it with game, it like and all bets were off. Plus, I mean. Uh, Fan service, <laughs> like with Steph and Brill. I mean, I mean, forget about it. <laughs> Look, I'm a very simple man. I know what I like in shows. Okay, <laughs> I don't think we talked too
0: much about G-Brill, right? I don't think we got into
1: we have we the have series. not. I was because I was saving her for. Uh, one of my other points here
0: okay cool well let's get into Jibril here because from what i recall she's a complete separate race
1: yeah right um she is a i have her wiki page open actually flugel race yeah she is a flugel so and so yes right she's basically an ancient like she is well over six thousand years old basically she's there are actual elves in this universe but she is like an elf like an ancient elf but she has wings and magical powers and a librarian. <laughs> and I love her. She's she's so extra. She's so like eccentric when it comes, especially when it comes to books and uh, blank in general. And I love that about her because she just goes purely insane. But right. Like you would think she's just like the kind of like just kind of airheaded dits like when you look at her but she's actually almost a mad genius when it comes to her own game when the one that she throws blank into where whatever they say appears in the uh appears in the environment and like just barely doesn't win because when she takes away the atmosphere which she doesn't need in order to breathe um she doesn't expect blank to have a piece of paper on them with uh two words written on them for uh for to keep the game going once again this anime rem- just transcends that
0: all? Every- yeah i remember that it just transcends science you know what i mean like who else would have thought of that like so it,
1: that that's the thing it meshes science and magic so much like science strategy and magic into one whole thing in a world unique to gamers and that's and that's what struck me struck me about it so much like, especially with, the, like, how much of outcasts they were.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. You know what was the most BS moment, in my opinion? What's up? If you had to guess, if you had to guess, the most BS moment, what would you say? Uh, Sora
1: having Steph act like a dog for a day? The coin flip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Really? I was there, like, so invested. I'm
0: like, oh my god, it's gonna be heads or tails. That's the only possible possibility when we do a coin flip. Because when you want to do a coin flip, it's to choose option one or two. But so I was like, nah, yo, I don't even know. I don't remember like how exactly why it got stuck in the crack and it just landed half, half. And so I don't even remember the outcome. I was just so like, why? Why?
1: Because it's the one outcome you didn't expect. Ugh. And it's the one that made both federations fair. Like, otherwise, someone would have lost everything. Right. But that would have been a make so, like, such an exciting ending. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like, it was relying on the sheer unexpectedness of it. Like, yes, l- yes. Like, absolutely. You ju- like you just said, it can only go head or tails. It's just these one or two things. It's like, yeah, fuck you. It can go any way we want it to go. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Oh man, what a good series, honestly. Yeah, what a I, good, good series. I
1: really love it. I love the world. I love, all, I can't really even think of a character that I hate in this. I loved all of them.
0: I agree. The, the thing, this is the thing with the series for me though. One of the talking points was favorite side slash supporting character. Yeah, I can't pick any, they're all so awesome. And it's, <laughs> I feel like I've always managed to pick a favorite on the podcast, but for once, I'm just, you just, can't. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, mine, mine is Jibril, but that's mostly because that's also because I consider Steph to be part of the main cast, and I know Jibril is, but she doesn't become one until like halfway through the show, so that's why I'm okay. like, yeah, she's my favorite supporting role. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that, honestly. Uh, There was one last talking point you had here. The final fakeout strategy. Could you remind me how that went down? Because I have not seen it in a long time and the recap didn't really cover
1: it. So the uh, the last strategy they had was in the video game where once you get hit by the bullets, you're either out or you're controlled by the other team. Oh yeah, no, yeah. You're controlled by the other team and basically whoever has all of the players on their side at the end wins. So their final fake out was uh, at first it made it look like Shiro had got hit by a straight bullet for the enemy and that she was charging against Sora. So it looked like they were going to win because uh, Shiro's best attribute was how she is at first person shooters, which she was basically playing. But then it was revealed at the end when the enemy dove after him that Shiro was never shot at all and instead was blocked by if memory serves, her panties. <laughs> but basically, she was never shot. So they faked uh, They faked the leader out into a false sense of security and shot her and almost won the match, but then uh, Steph uh, pulled the last shot. Oh, she was okay. I, I might be yeah. getting bits and pieces of that wrong, but th- basically the main thing is just the fact that they false it out to think that Shiro had been controlled or like Shiro had been bested when she was working with him the whole time. Right.
0: Okay. Very cool, very cool, very cool ending. I think it was strategic, and I think it was well-placed, and I think it was very well-represented. Like It represented geniusness and the caliber and the intelligence of Blank, you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Because
0: only Blank would come up with that type of plan.
1: And I mean, that's what it incorporates so much, too. And it's also the fact that up until this point, it's basically just been Sora playing the games, like I said earlier, and Mm -hmm. we finally get to see Shiro go full on because she is in her element of her genre of games being first person shooters. When I think Sora, if I remember right, was more of a, Puzzle solver.
0: I feel like you're right. Yes, yes, that makes sense to me.
1: So, just to see Shiro like an action oriented, just going all over the place, guns blazing, was kind of amazing to see. (laughs) Because usually she's Mm -hmm. just a Sai Shinaman role, just like laying on her brother's lap and getting head pats. And now here she is just filling you full of holes. (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. That was kind of all the points I had. Is there there anything you want to bring up before we uh, give final thoughts?
1: Nothing that I had in mind. Just, um, last thing is i should have picked this series up years ago it's turned into one of my Mm. all-time favorite series um like the second that i finished it i bought the set like on blu-ray like that week and i love it i love the world i love the characters and yeah no that's really about it (laughs) very cool very fair and I'm
0: happy you picked it up. This, there's a little, little bit of a backstory here. And uh, if you don't feel like putting this in, we will cut it out. Okay. Uh, we originally wanted to cover this last year. And we were going to do it on another podcast. But uh, it was just not the right vibe. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, it just... It just didn't mesh well with us. Just uh, we had some issues with it and one thing led to another and we were we were going to do it like immediately after on our podcast, but we kind of felt like it'd be a slap in the face to the guy. So we decided to wait on it.
0: And now here we are. And I'm very happy we took the time to cover this fantastic series. Same. All right. Final thoughts for me. Fantastic series. It's well deserved to be in your top 10 hotshot. It's not as high ranked for me, as you know, but I still appreciated it for sure but for me i could definitely do without the fan service in the series i thought it was not really a point of interest at all and i know that this series has always kind of been the uh point of commonality between us because it's super strategic and i love that stuff but it's also fan service and you love that stuff so i understand that from your perspective but at the same time i don't know i'm just kind of over it uh, with that aspect so yeah what about you Hotshot?
1: it's it's turned into one of my favorites, and that's really surprising just because um, just because it is very strategic and very convoluted like Death Note. And typically, <coughs> I don't like shows like that. I like basic fun action or funny comedy and stuff like that. But you know what? It's good to have a little bit of variety every now and then. <laughs> so I really like this. This is probably my only one that's like this convoluted and this uh, like sto- not story dense, but like world dense, like lore built into it dense that I fell for. Like, Mm -hmm. I have some, I have other story heavy ones that I love that aren't like, just mindless fodder, but this is definitely the most like mind-turning one that I have, I think.
0: Right, 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 right. Absolutely. All right. Where can people find you, Hotshot, if they wanted to follow your content?
1: You guys can follow me on social medias, be it YouTube, y- uh, Twitch, and Twitter at Hotshot Ginger. Uh, Twitch I've started uh going back up onto gaming. I know I've taken another break from it, but I'm just getting a few things figured out again. I promise to be back soon. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter where I will go see you, but I have been posting more, especially when I go live. And you guys can find me on YouTube where I'm doing a sister podcast, Cast, with GoPro Kyo. Perfect. For myself, I am at Giant Music on social
0: media. You can go to GiantMusic.com to find all of my content, um, such as this podcast, Lunatic Rappership Machine, my anime covers, and so much more. You can also follow at GoProKyo.com on social media because he does all of the artwork for the podcast and he's fantastic he kills it he's so good at what he does he's available for commission so definitely go slide in his DMs and you can follow Anime Podcasters on Facebook at Anime Podcasters you can rate us on ratethispodcast.com slash Anime Podcasters you can leave us a voicemail on speakpipe.com slash Anime Podcasters and you can give us uh, your thoughts on the podcast by taking the survey in the description please subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher you watch or listen or consume whatever word you want to use your podcast with and that's going to be everything so for myself hotshot this has been another episode of
1: anime podcasters what was the first rule of the of no game no life hotshot all murder war and robbery are forbidden in this podcast so don't worry Jaden, i will not kill you today what is the second one? All conflict in this podcast will be resolved through podcasting. And what's the third one? In podcast, each podcaster will bet something they agree is of equal value.
0: And what's the fourth
1: one? As long as it doesn't violate Pledge 3, anything may be bet and any podcast may be recorded. <laughs> what's the fifth one? The challenge party has the right to decide the rules of the podcast.
0: <laughs> what's the sixth one?
1: Any bets made in accordance with the pledges must be upheld. I just finished my tea. What's the seventh? Conflicts between podcasters will be con- conducted by designated representatives with absolute authority, a.k.a. GoPro Kill. <laughs> what's the eight? Being caught gaming during a podcast is grounds for an instant firing. That was
0: pre-episode 50.
1: <laughs> what's the ninth? In the name of Hotshot, the previous rules may never be changed.
0: Wow. Okay. And what's the tenth one? Podcast when Jaden says... And the 11th is subscribe on youtube.com slash giant music.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.